0: Progress. Okay, so we're gonna pick it up from Dafchaf Gimel base, three lines from the bottom, the beginning of the Gemara. So the Gemara is a kasha, Kol Hanilamali. If you've learned over the last couple of Dafim, the Mishnayas have given a couple examples of a Peshasa Peshahitir. You have the case of saying that this field was originally your father's and you sold it to me. Uh aid them authenticating with uh, their signatures by saying we signed it but we were on the we were in the duress. Um a case of a woman saying, "I was married, but now I got divorced," and then finally I was captured, and I was uh, relieved, and I was not touched. So I need all four. So the Gemara says, "Tzrichi, you need all four. Ditanamaydi, Rabbi Yeshua. If all you had was the first case, where the person says, "This field was originally your father's, but you sold it to me," and that was the example, example of Pesha peshahitter, I would say, Mishum de deikad derazim Over there, there's a potential loss of money. You see, peshas peshahitter is assuming that the testimony, which has two parts of it, is one sentence. It's not like he changed his mind. He said A and B, and he meant to say A and B, and we accept A and B. You see, in the case of a person saying, this was my field, uh, this was your father's field, and he sold it to me, if he were to stop after the first part, he would say, this is your father's field, he lost the field. So of course in that case he meant to say the entire thing, because why would he come out of nowhere and just say incriminating information about himself? He must have meant to say all of it. However, I will aid them, but in the case of the aid them where they said two things, which is, this is our handwriting, but we were under duress, maybe they really meant to say the first part, maybe all they meant to say was, this is our handwriting, and then after that, they changed their mind and said a second statement, but it should be separated and we only take the first part and not the second, meaning, and, and it, it won't hurt them, if they were to stop after the first sentence and they said, uh, you know, this is our handwriting, stop, no one would object to that, they would be fine. Because there's no financial loss, maybe we don't accept the entire statement. I mean, in the case of where it's your father's field and he sold it to me, Avad in that case he's going to say the whole thing, because why would he stop? If he were to get up there and just stop after the first part, he would just say, this is your father's field. He just lost the field. So of course he didn't mean to stop there. He meant it to be one sentence. But in the case of Adas, maybe he never meant, Deleka de, de Remaina, Perhaps they never meant to say both statements together. Maybe they meant for only the first part. And they changed their mind halfway through. And says the Gemara If all they had was the case of the Edom Which is again This is our handwriting but we were coerced I would say Over there they're testifying About things that affect others But in the first case of the field In the case of the field Where it's relevant to him Go to the next page In that case maybe he's not believed Meaning The opposite could also be true in the case of the witnesses, right? The case of the witnesses, by them saying this is our handwriting, but we were coerced. It doesn't affect them. It affects others. But in the case of in the case of the field, meaning ah, it's the opposite meaning. Rashi explains. In the case of the field, perhaps really when he started talking, see in the case of the witnesses. We assume that they said the whole thing and they meant to say the whole thing because it affects others, so they don't care. They have nothing. They have no investment. They have no reason to lie. So therefore, we accept everything they're saying. But in the case of the in the case of the field, when he started the sentence, maybe actually he meant to. All he meant to say was this field was your father's. He wasn't thinking. He was just, oh, you should know this field was your father's. And then as he's talking, he realized, oh my gosh, this affects me. I got I got to change this. Uh, But he sold it to me. So because it affects him, maybe he's not telling the truth, or maybe. He, he really started one way and then he realized it affects him so he did a 180. I mean basically we're trying to figure out is is built on the notion that when they started to testify they meant to say both things if they only meant to say the first thing and then they realized halfway through they have to change their mind then it's considered a second uh, a standalone concept so it could be that when the, in the case of the field really they started he started to say it with the intention of just saying that this field was your father's but then he realized Half, as he's talking, uh, this is going to hurt me. So I got, I got, I got to change it. I got to preface it. But it could be we shouldn't believe him entirely. Okay, And if the Tana only taught the first two cases, again the edus and the field, I would say maybe we accept peshas peshahitter in a case of money. ish, but where she's a married woman and she says she was married, but then she got divorced, which you're dealing with Arayas, Maybe we shouldn't believe peshas peshahitter. Maybe peshas peshahitter. It's not strong enough. To to, uh, to work in the case of Arias. Okay, so that's why you need all three. What about the last case? What do you learn out from the last case where she says she was captive, but she was not touched? It says the the Chidish of that one, you're right, there's no Chidish in that. We already know Peshasa Peshaheter. But if you remember, after the case of captivity, it had a line, a cryptic line, which we talked about in yesterday's DAF, which is. That after, if after she got the psak that she can marry a Kayin, then Edom come in. She comes in out of nowhere and says, hey, I was taken captive, but I was pure. So we accept it. Then they say, psaq, you can marry a Kayin. Then Edom come in and say, you know, she was taken captive. The Halacha is say, she, she can continue. She's in motor. Once you got the Psaq and motor is motor So the Chiddush, so we ask, why do you need the case of captivity? We already know the concept of Hesha, the answer is, it's to teach you that Halacha. That after she got the Psaq. Even if Edom come later, we're going to let it go. So that's assuming that that cryptic line at the end of the Mishnah, which was Mishanissus Leiteitze, was referring to the case of captivity. If you remember the beginning of yesterday's daf, there was a machloikes Amiroyim, what that line was going on. Some say it was going on captivity, but others say it's not going on captivity. It was actually going on the first part of the Mishnah, which is that if a woman came and said that she was married and then divorced... So we allow her to remarry we say she's single if after we give her the sock that she's single then witnesses come meaning she marries someone else then witnesses come late it so if you hold that it's going on the first part and that line is not going on captivity, so then what's the point of the captivity case? I Meaning the captivity case, especially fresh there seemingly is unnecessary. He said, Yeah, but it's necessary because of that cryptic line. But that's assuming that cryptic line is going on the captivity case. If you hold the cryptic line is going on the first part of the Mishnah, the captivity case seems to be unnecessary. So the make The answer is Mishum sh'tein You're right. The case of captivity is taka unnecessary. So why is it in the Mishnah? Because of the following Mishnah. The next Mishnah talked about two women that um, testified about each other. We have two captives, Rachel and Leah. And Rachel says, uh, Leah is, was not touched. And Leah says, Rachel was not touched. We say they believe each other because Eid Echad is nemon when it comes to captivity. So the reason why the captivity case is listed is just to lead to that case. And that's the Chiddush. So the Gemara says, yeah, but what's the Chiddush of that? Why does that have to be taught? So the Gemara says, meaning what's the Chiddush? Not that why is it taught, but like, what's the Chiddush? So you have two captives. Meaning the whole point of the captivity case is to tell you the big Chiddush, which is, you have two women who are captive, and each one testifies about the other being pure. It's accepted. So the Gemara says, what's the Chiddush? You might think that we're, that we're concerned that they're lying each other to do favors. Meaning... You have Rachel and Leah show up; they're both taken captive, and Rachel says, "Leah is pure," and Leah says, "Rachel is pure." We believe them because Eida'chod is nema. The Gemara says you might think that really they're lying and they made a pact with each other; they made an alliance, like you know, like I'll lie for you, you lie for me. So maybe we shouldn't believe them. They're both captives; they can't testify about each other. K'mashvelah, no, Eida'chod is nema. Okay, the last Mishnah. Was What was the purpose of the last Mishnah? The last Mishnah talked about how many people have to testify about a man being a Kayan. The answer is Mishnah the, the last Mishnah is the Machlokas of how many Adim is necessary to testify about a person being a Kayan. Okay. Let's go back to the Gemara. The Gemara says Ton Rabon. Chazal teach. Ani koyin. Two men come, and they say about each other, Ani koyin, haveri So you have Avram and Yitzchak. Avram says, I'm a koyin, and Yitzchak's a koyin. And Yitzchak says... Yeah, and vice versa. Let's, let's go with question. Avram says, I'm a koyin, and Yitzchak's a koyin. The answer is, Ne'ma lachil b'thruma. Each koyin, each person, is believed regarding their friends, that the friend is a koyin. Meaning, Avram testifies that he's a koyin, and Yitzchak's a koyin. So Yitzchak is a koyin regarding... Eating truma will allow Yitzchak to eat Shruma, Meaning, the chiddush is that a single witness is enough to, to make to establish him somewhat as a kohen even though the man was testifying about himself also. Meaning, it's not just like a guy gets up and he says Yitzchak kohen Avram says I'm a koyin. Yitzchak's koyin. So even though um, part of his testimony is about himself, which if you remember in yesterday's opinion, uh, Rav Yehuda does not accept in eid Echod, Yes, not review, the, the Tanakama does not accept a person testifying about himself, but will accept his testimony regarding his friend, that the friend is a coin regarding eating truma. But, the there's a Shail in the Rishon what this means. i got go with the more Pashib shot in the Rishonim. And that is, um, I think the majority of Rishonim explain it this way. What it means is, you have Avram testifies about himself and Yitzchak. Avram says, a a a so Allah is Yitzchak can eat truma. We treat him as a kohen regarding truma, but he is not considered clean when it comes to Yichos. Meaning, if Yitzchak lives with someone, that woman might have lived with a Cholo. We don't say, ah, because he's eating Truma, he must have good Yichos. No, it could be Rashi says maybe he's a Mamzer, a Pashas, not a Mamzer, maybe he's a Cholo. So it's interesting. So regarding Truma, we'll trust that he could eat, but regarding Yichos, not so. Yeah, meaning for Yichus, you need two adam. So for truma one, but to have clean Yichus, that if a woman lives with her, that woman is kosher l'kuhuna, not treated as with a chol or whatever, to have kosher Yichus, you need two adam. That's what the Tanakhama says. He says, You need two people to testify regarding Yichus. Review the Oim, Review the Says, no. Rav Yudah disagrees. He says, eight echid is not enough even for truma, you need two echid. So everyone agrees that for yichos you need two. There's a machloikis, is one aid enough to allow the kayan to eat truma. So what's the machloikis about? So the Gemara says, seemingly, the machloikis up here, again, over here you have Avram and Yitzchak. Avram comes in and testifies that he's a kayan, Yitzchak's a kayan now why is Rav Yehuda believe that one's not enough? So the Gemara understands lememra de Rabbi Yehuda chayish chayish what's the Machlegas of Yehuda and the Rabbana meaning for Yichos you need to aid them that's, that's a, it's a special stringency that they gave for Yichos fine but there's a Machlegas While well, their one aid is enough for Truma what's the Machlegas about? Rav Yehuda says one aid is not enough the Rabbana says it is enough so the Gemara says the Machlegas is goimlin are we concerned that they made an alliance? Meaning, you have a guy come in and he says that Yitzchak's an aid, that Yitzchak's a kayan, The are say, fine, eight echid is enough. Review this no. is not. Why? Review this concerned that maybe, right, Avram testifies Yitzchak's a Maybe this is not good enough. Why? Maybe Avram made a deal with Yitzchak that Avram said, listen, I'll testify you're a kayin, and you owe me a favor and in the future they'll, you you owe me something. Meaning, he's concerned of coercion. Uh, favors sort of alliances, so the rabbanon are not concerned, the review that is is concerned. Fine. Here's the problem. The problem is, we have a B'raisa, that a mission that seems to be contradictory. We see the exact opposite regarding a following mission. It's a mission in Demai that says You have donkey drivers who are bringing grain into a town. So you have now these donkey drivers are ameratzim. So we assume that the their stuff, the grain that they have, is not uh separate Shumasis properly. But Shali Chadosh two donkey drivers, Avram and like Abram gets up and he says, You should know my my grain is chadosh. So he can't eat it yet, but but my friends is Yashan. Or Shali Or Abram gets up and he says, Listen, my stuff, Shumas and maizas, were not separated properly, but looks was separated properly. So what's the halacha? Enei The Tanakhama says we don't believe him. Why? Because we think that Avram made a deal with Yitzchak. So Avram made an alliance. And he's testifying falsely just to help Yitzchak. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda says no, it's believed. So it's exact contradiction. Rabbi Yehuda over here says we don't believe him when it comes to testimony of Ekkoyim. Because if Avram testifies by Yitzchak, we are afraid that they made a deal with each other. They made a pact. So we don't accept it. But when it comes to demai, when it comes to grain, we do accept it. What's the difference? So Barava change the names. You have a contradiction. So change the names and they go work. Abaya says no. You don't have to. You don't have to reverse it at all. It makes a lot of sense. In general, Rabbi Yehuda is worried about coercion, and that's why he won't accept the testimony of one person about his friend when they know each other. He's not going to accept the testimony, but when it comes to grain, he's a Why? Because the whole roiv amarats and most people separate trumas and, Meis, and properly, this concern that trumas Mises were not separated properly is a rabbinic concern. So, because it's it's a rabbinic concern, uh, you know, the Eved will be mekhl. Meaning, in general, Rabbi Yehuda is concerned about coercion, but Rabbi he's is not because it's it's demai hikilu. It's 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 not a, it's it's a minority concern. Fine, that's the answer. And here's the problem. I'm a Rabba. Rabba says, I don't understand. It sounded like it was just a contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda. It's a contra- contradiction both ways. It's a contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda, but it's also a contradiction in the Rabbonon, meaning you didn't answer the contradiction in the Rabbonon. How so? The Rabbanon over here accepts the testimony regarding Truma, and They're not concerned about coercion. But when it comes to Demai, they don't accept it because they are concerned. So how come, how come by. Meaning you answer the contradiction for Ab Yehuda very nicely, that he's more lenient by Demai because it's the statistically most people separate Shumismize properly. I get it. But how come when it comes to um, when it comes to the Rabbani you didn't answer that? Meaning the Rabunan feel that when it comes to Avram testifies by Yitzchak that he's a Kayan, we accept the testimony, Yitzlik. But Avram testifies by Yitzchak that his grain that Yitzhak's grain is separate is separate properly, Avram's is not, but Yitzchak is, we don't accept it. Why? Cause we're concerned about coercion, so why aren't you concerned about coercion by when it comes to Kayanim? So the Gemara says, the the of the go to the next page. You know what the answer is? The answer is like Riva said in the following scenario This is a case where the people are clearly interested in selling their wares. Meaning the rabbonon in general are not concerned about coercion. Therefore, if Avram testifies about his friend Yitzhak being a coin, we accept it. We don't. We're not afraid that they made a deal, We'll pack. But when it comes to grain, there's something fishy here. Why? You have two donkey drivers, both have grain they're trying to sell, not not for personal grain. They're trying to sell. Avram gets up and he tells people, "My grain is not good. It's not separate from his maize. But Yitzhak's is." That sounds very fishy. Why would anyone incriminate his own? his own uh his own wares his own his own things to sell meaning avram's trying to sell his grain and he gets up in a town and he's like oh my stuff is is not separate from and maces properly but yitzchak says why would a person offer incriminating information when he's trying to sell stuff that doesn't make sense whatever you have a you have a restaurateur who owns a pizza shop and he's like oh my pizza if sh- my pizza's garbage but my friend's pizza is really good why would you do that it must be, you have a deal with that guy. I mean, the Rabbonon hold in general were not concerned about coercion, but we hear there's something fishy here. All of a sudden, Avram's saying, not just that Yitzchok's is good, but his is not good, and he's interested in selling it. Why would a person do that? It must be they made a deal. The Yitzchok said, do me a favor. Say that migraine is better, and in the future I'll help you out, or whatever it is, there must be some sort of deal here. That explains why the Rabbonon, in this case, are concerned about coercion. Okay. The Gemara says, We mentioned in Barukva that he mentioned that the donkey drivers were trying to sell stuff. What was he referring to? He wasn't referring to this. He was referring to something else. It's the following Mishnah. The Mishnah is dealing with the following Halacha. You have someone who makes pottery. And he puts down his pots. So he puts it by the street. See, he's selling pots, whatever it is. He puts it by the street. And he goes down to drink water from the river. So are we concerned that people that are passing by, that are Tome, touch the pots? It's on the road. Are we concerned that someone, maybe he's selling so that, you know, people sometimes look and touch. Are we? And he left for a little bit. So are we concerned that the pottery is now Tome? So the halacha is, ha'pnimi is tahiris, the inner ones, the ones close further from the street, are Tahar, because no one's gonna to touch those. but the outer ones are tame because people that are passing by probably touched it. So the outer ones are tame, inner ones are ta'har. but the says the Bryce says both the inner ones and the outer ones are tame. So you said the outer ones are tame, the inner ones are ta'har, the Braise says both are tame. So Amr Ukva says it depends. The answer is says it depends. If he's selling the pottery, it's clear that he's selling the pottery. Then people will touch everything because they're like, oh, I don't like this one, I like that one. And they're going to touch everything. Then everything's tummy. If they're not going, if he's not selling the pottery, then they didn't touch the inner ones. They only touched the outer ones. Now, why they touch the outer ones? The Gemara is going to explain in a little bit. Because sometimes on the road, people bang into stuff. They touch stuff accidentally. So if he's selling it, all of it is tummy. If he's not selling it. Then only the outer one is tell because of incidental content contact. The Gemara says there's Aga v'Atari El but doesn't the rice say both the inner one and the outer ones are Tahar? So how do you reconcile that? It's where he's not interested in selling. If he's not interested in selling, then nobody's gonna to touch anything. So basically like this. If he's interested in selling, people touch everything, everything's tame. If he's not interested in selling, everything's tahar. So what's the case where the outer ones are tame and the inner ones are tahar? So what's the case? The case is when the outer ones are near Shusarabim, when they're near Mamisha Highway. Then people touch incidental contact. So if he's interested in selling it, even if it's not a busy street, they're all Tameh if he leaves. If he's not interested in selling it, so if it's a busy street, then the outer ones are going to be Tameh because people bang into it. But if it's not a busy street, it's a side street, it's all Tahar. Okay? The Gemara says another explanation of Yehud and Rabbanon. This is going back to the Machoikas that we had regarding Reviv and Rabbanon. Um, right, we had Right, the, if one witness Avram comes forward and he says me and Yitzchak are kehanim so regarding Yichus everyone agrees you need two witnesses the question is can Yitzchak eat true Mother Avonah say yes or Vida says no what was the explanation so the explanation we had was are we concerned of coercion Rav Yudha is concerned, the Rabbanan is not concerned. The Gemara is another machlokas, another possibility. It could be, the answer is, they're not concerned about coercion. But here's the concern review the holds that if someone sees someone being given truma, right? For Yichus, everyone agrees you need two witnesses. That's accepted by everybody. To treat him as a koyan regarding Yichus, that he's miyuchas. That there's no Shiloh chol or no of anything. That you need two witnesses. Over here you have one witness. So the question is, can he eat truma? So the Rabbi say, yeah, why not? Truma is not. The, it's not the same. Rabbi this says no. Why? Because Rabbi this was concerned that people, if they see him eating truma, they're going to say, oh, he must have good ichos. Meaning, in people's minds, they associate truma with stellar ichos. So therefore, if for yichus you need two, then truma you need two. The rabbanon say no. In my limit, truma and the Rabbana are not concerned that eating truma and being given truma will equal yichus. And therefore, for yichus you need two, but for truma all you need is one. Okay. So this concept of basically will people take a certain component and equal to yichus? Like Rabbi Yehuda is concerned. That if people see you eating truma, then they'll, they'll say, oh, for yichus, you probably, you probably have good yichus. The question is, What is the law regarding elevating someone to be called a kayan in documents? Meaning, in a document, he's called a Kayan. Does that mean that that he can be given a status of yichus? Meaning, review the holds that if he's given truma, then you could treat him as yichus. So therefore, you, if you, for Yichas he need to, then he needs to. The question is, if someone has a document that says in the document he's a Kayan, does that mean that he should get Yichas as well? That we could treat him as as, as a kayan regarding Yichas? Could that be evidence that he ha- is Miyuchas from the fact that he's called a Kayan in the documents? The question is, how so? What's the case? Hey chidami. Ilan chsivba, ani If he calls himself, he signs a Ksuba, and he says, you know, Chaim Avram ben Moshe Aid. So you see, he's Koyen in the document, yeah. But he wrote it. That's, how, can that, that's, how can that be a good proof? He's the one who wrote that he's an aid. He's the one who wrote that he's a Koyen. He signed the Koyen. So he signed the Koyen. Man com masad alayah. Who's testifying that he's a Koyen? He's the one who signed it. So of course, that's not good enough. The case is where it's a loan document, and it says, you know, John. The Kayan loans A B blah, 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 blah. And then at the end the witnesses sign it. So the question is when the witnesses sign it, are they signing that the loan took place? are they signing every component of the document, meaning they're signing off on the fact that he's a Kayan as well? That's the question. It says in the loan document that John the Kayan loans a Bill. So the question is and, uh, and it and it's signed by these aid. So the question is, is, is 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 the aid is the aide signing off on the fact that the loan took place, and just the loan, or is he signing off on every component of the document, including the fact that he's a Coyun? i point, going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, one says that if he's called Coyun in a document that's enough, that he has a good Iichus, and Coyun one disagrees. Okay, another Shaila. What's the law if a Coyun does Dochening, right? He does Bechus Kehanim, in the shul, is that enough to treat him regarding yichus? So we had machloekas regarding truma, right? There's a machloekas. If a koyin is given truma, is that enough as a proof for yichus? That's machloekas. The question is, what about Nasis kapayim? So tiboy lemadar ma'ilam and truma liyochsin tiboy lemadar in This shaila of nesius kapayim works according to everybody, whether you hold truma, whether you don't hold truma to shaila. How so? Tiboy lemadar ma'ilam according to the one who says. That truma is a good is a good evidence that he has good ichos. You could still meaning truma equals if you have if you're given truma that equals good ichos. The question is what about what about truma dava You might think that truma only truma. That's the halacha because because of misa because if you eat truma when you're non koyin it's misa shamayim. So if he's eating truma he must be a mamash he must have good ichos because he must if he if he was anyone else they wouldn't let him eat truma but de What's the proof? He has to be a Kayan. Why? Because uh, if he was not a Kayan, what's the aver of Yisrael get on, getting up in shul and and It's an ase because it says Yisrael that the kehanim have a mitzvah and not Yisraelim. Worst case scenario, it's a bital asse. which is not the end of it. It's terrible, but it's not the meaning. If you hold that truma is an evidence, that's because truma. He must be a Kain, he must be miyuchas, because if he wasn't, he'd be chayib misvidi But when it comes to nesis kapayim, worst case scenario, he's dochning when he shouldn't, that's an assay. It's not, it's not the greatest evidence. Or perhaps no, nesis kapayim is equal to truma, and tiboy lo ander and we can ask the same shaila reverse. If you hold that truma is not good enough, maybe nesis kapayim is good enough. Why? Han imili truma demi the the misabla the sachla about tsina. I want nesis You love koyin who clearly high level the demolishna. You could say that nesis kapayim he must be a good koyin. Why? because it's so public. It's in front of the entire shul. No one would do that if he wasn't actually a kind. So therefore, even if you hold that truma is not good enough, Nisiz Kamei might be good enough. So what's the halacha? So the Gemara says the following back and forth. We'll end with this. The Gemara says Rav Nachum Bar Nachum Bar said to What it is is, is dochening in public Enough of an evidence that he is a kohen regarding yichus. So Amalei um, really plucked the Rav Chiz the We just got finished on it's Machlekes Chiz and Ravina. So Hilchas he says what's the halacha? Amalei I He says listen I, I'm not sure but I have a Braisa that I think is a proof. What's the Braisa? The Braisa describes in the beginning of uh, the second base Amikdush that when Nehemya and Ezra brought the people back one of the problems were kehanim had intermarried during the times of the Golas, so they had to prove their lineage. So the Pasuk says like this. Rabbi Yossi Oymer Gedoyle Lechazaka. Chazaka is so strong. Chazaka means keeping the status quo. Is so strong. It's the following. I'll prove it to you, I'll show you how strong it is from the following. Shnemer. The Pasuk says there were three families of Kehana that could not prove their lineage. Bnei chaviyah, bnei bnei These three families they they took a they, they had taken a wife from the daughters of Barziloi. these families searched for lineage they couldn't prove that they were legitimate and they were disqualified from the Kohuna. the Yarma hatarshasa and HaTarshosa said to them that you cannot eat from the Kodshim, and you can't eat from Carbonus until the of comes and proves you kadam. Now there was no ord at this time, so it was the equivalent of saying till Mashiach comes. Now, just agav, who is this person tarshasa? That was Nehemia. The reason why he was called tarshasa is because Nehemia's role through the times of Dayovish is he would drink the wine before the king got it to prove that it wasn't poisoned, which is not Jewish wine, which you're normally not allowed to drink. But there was a hetter, hetter shesia, hot tarshasa, hetter There was a hetter to drink in order for those circumstances, they were mekel. The point is, he said to these kahanim that until you prove yourself, you can't eat from carbonus. So the Gemara says, this is the conversation that Nechemia had with them. You can keep your chazake, you can keep your status quo, which is, whatever you did during the gollus, you can continue. What did you eat during golus? You ate truma. Now over here also, you can't eat carbonus, but you could eat you could eat truma. Says the Gemara proof, these kehanim were not good yichus. Right, we don't trust their yichus. That was the whole problem. So therefore, they could only eat truma. They couldn't eat Carbonus. What were they? Whatever they did during galus, they could continue. So therefore, they could eat truma then. They could do truma now. What was also something that they did during galus? They dochemed every day. They did berchis kehanim. And they were allowed to continue berchus kehanim, so they didn't have good yichus, but they were able to do berchus kehanim. That proves that berchus kehanim is not good evidence, because if berchus kehanim is good evidence to yichus, so you are going to say they have bad yichus, but they could continue berchus kehanim. So, isn't that good evidence? It must be berchus kehanim is not good evidence. So the Gemara says no. Shaniachad erechas kase. Really, normally berchus kehanim is a good is good evidence, but in this case, these three families, it was well known that they had bad yichus. So over here, there was no concern. Normally, it's good evidence, but over here it's the exception. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. We said before there was an opinion amongst the Tanoim, which is the Rabbonon, that Truma eating Truma is evidence for good Yichus. What were this family's P'sak? They had bad Yichus, but they could continue eating Truma. I, I thought Truma is good evidence. What's the answer? The answer is, it's normally good evidence, except in this case because they're known to have bad Yichus. There's no concern. So too over here, when it comes to Bechus even the Bechus Gehanim could be good evidence in general. Over here it's not because this family was known to have bad yichas. Alright, we'll stop here.